stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. Oh, what a great show we're going to have today. Today we have, oh, two of my favorite people, and they are wonderful, great leaders in America. Interesting. They have the same last name, but they are only related as a phenomenally, exceptionally, tremendous, great teacher and an equally great student leader. Welcome to the show, Miss Debbie Scott and David Scott. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, Miss Debbie Scott, who is the Queen of Delaware, she is, by the way, best teacher, best teacher of the year, best teacher of everything, and she is just, everyone listening to the show, this woman is fantastic. She's done so much to help high school students with disabilities. So, Debbie, why don't you tell all of the people listening to the show on Voice America how you first got involved working with youth with disabilities and why? Well, Joyce, I've always enjoyed helping others. I just, that just is a joy in my life when I can help someone help themselves and find success. But my mom was a special education teacher. She was one of the earliest special education teachers in the system. And uh, a lot of the times I would volunteer in uh, her classroom. And it was great because the students were my age, so it was very age appropriate. And I would bring in, I would, my friend and I, we were majorettes, and we would sometimes come in in uniform and do a routine, and then we would teach them the routine. And we just had so much fun, and they appreciated it so much. That just got me right there because the appreciation, the willingness, and the want, the great thirst to learn more and to be involved, and always um, just wanting to do to do more. It just amazed me. So I thought, this is what I want to do. Well, that is phenomenal. And then have you been in the same school district, Debbie, for most of your career? Um, yes, I have been uh, with Newcastle County Vocational Technical uh, School District for 29 years. Wow. Yeah, and I've enjoyed every moment of it. It's, uh, I've had the support of the district and the support of my fellow teachers to do some um, creative things that have, um, I think, have helped our students. So it's been a great journey, and I love it still, and I look forward to every day of work. Well, that is, uh, and you can tell, by the way. <laughs> you can tell. So, Debbie, you and three other teachers, and by the way, I'm looking at that wonderful um, embroidered quote that you gave me up on my wall, 
but you and three other teachers really helped to found the Bender Leadership Academy with me in CSC. Um, how, I've never quite got the whole story, but could you explain to everyone why the four of you in Delaware first approached CSC? Well, uh, we were transition coordinators for each of our school districts, and that's Joyce Kaufman, Carmen Shepherd, and Deanna Harris. And we were looking for a way that we could um, have students really experience what it would be like out in the workforce. Um, we wanted them to have some kind of background so that they would be ready when they left our schools with the soft skills to get a job and keep a job. And we all know the best way to do that is not always in a school building, but it's outside of the school in that world of work. Computer Science Corporation has been a leader in our state for uh, hiring diversity, and they are probably one of the leaders, I would say, probably in the world for hiring people with disabilities. So when I got an email that said that Computer Science Corporation was going to have a job mentoring opportunity to celebrate National uh, Disability Awareness Day, and that was in 1990, um, we all got excited. I shared the information with the other coordinators, and we said, let's do it. This is what we're looking for. Well, we went to Mentoring Day. The kids had so much fun. Everyone at Computer Science Corporation, uh, they were each assigned a student, and they got to see uh, I think it was at that time they got to see two jobs, and um, they could ask their mentor, which was a computer science corporation um, employee, about the job. They were thrilled. We knew we had made a wonderful decision, but then we got the good news that this was going to develop into some sessions that were going to be led by this person by the name of Joyce Bender, who had this company, Bender Consult. And uh, we went to our first session, and when we saw and met Joyce, and we saw what she was going to bring to our students, not only the knowledge and the wisdom of how to be successful, but the compassion she had, not pity, but compassion. And she got the students so motivated that it's just every year it's a wonderful experience. So that was 10 years ago. We are hoping for 10 more years. It is the ultimate experience in education combining business and education. Well, it, it is the first year I partnered with these transitional coordinators and CSC which I have to commend, as uh, Debbie Scott always does, Leanne Thomas, and the leadership at CSA like Jeannie Mall, Ross Owen, uh, all the way up to Mike Lappin. I must commend them, uh, especially Leanne, for what they have done allowing us to go there and working with us. Uh, but when I first did this, let me just tell everyone, I thought it was going to be one year. I'm doing this one year. As Debbie just told you, that was in 1990. So here we are, because once I met these students, that was it. 
I was hook, line, and sinker, and here we go. You'll see why when we talk to this next person. Uh, David is a young man with a disability, like me, and David, what made you decide to attend the Vendor Leadership Academy? First of all, I'd like to say hello to you, Ms. Sender. Hello to you. Hello to you, David. By the way, he was our keynote speaker, and he is awesome in all ways. Go ahead, David. Thank you very much. I'd also like to say this isn't the first time I've been on radio. Oh, you're you're old hat at this, huh? Yeah, I've had this before. Okay. Uh, As a young man with a disability, what made me decide to attend the Mentorship Leader Academy was the will. I wanted to go out and explore more things. I wanted to step outside of my comfort zone to help me explore more opportunities. And thanks to the Bender Leadership Academy, I'm able to recognize that now. Well, that's good. I'm glad you are. And by the way, you are phenomenal, and you did a great job. Thank you. What do you think about him, Debbie? Oh, he's amazing. Uh, David is just Uh, He's a natural leader, and that's why I wanted him to get involved, because I think David is going, I think David has a place in this world where he is going to make a change for others. I think he has that voice, and he has the charisma to, to help others, and David will do that. Oh, I just, I just really love him. David, you are respectful. You are very compassionate, and you are an excellent speaker with a lot of passion for helping people with disabilities. Just like me, David is living with epilepsy, so let me tell you, he's stuck with me now. I'll be taking him on the road with me. He was our keynote speaker. He was elected by all of the students, not by us, uh, unanimously to be the keynote speaker at the graduation, and he was absolutely phenomenal. And, David, you really impressed those executive leaders that attended that meeting. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we're going to get ready to go to break, but hold on, hold on, everyone, because we're going to be back soon with Miss Debbie Scott and Mr. David Scott, transitional coordinator and student in Delaware, who really just soared through the Bender Leadership Academy. If you just joined us, you're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Debbie and David. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Healing occurs from the inside out. To awaken and activate the body's healing mechanisms, your emotions and thought patterns must be addressed and aligned with your truth. These concepts are discussed in detail on The Light Within, Awakening the Inner Healer, with host Joan Jacobs. We'll introduce you to a new way to interpret and address your body's language of symptoms and how to turn disease into a platform of profound personal growth. 
Tune in to The Light Within, live every Saturday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You've got your family and you need to keep talking and you need to keep understanding and look into yourself, who you are, what kind of person you want to be. What would be the one most simple advice you would give to a healing agoraphobic? I don't know if it's a panic attack or whatever it is. It's happening very frequently. I don't have to be in any place where there's no air. It can happen even on the road. People get over things. You can't look back. You've got to look forward and learn something from your past. Join Dr. Raymond Hamden in the psychologist's chair every Tuesday at 9 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at one 866 472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Welcome. Welcome back to the show. If you just tuned in, we're talking to Miss Debbie Scott, District School to Work Transition Coordinator from the Newcastle County Votech School District, and David Scott, Bender Student Leader Graduate from Delaware, who was the keynote speaker at the graduation. And, David, the next question is for you. As you know from our classes, many students with disabilities are bullied nonstop, but at the same time they're reluctant to talk to someone about it. Why do you think that is? Oh, I believe that happens mainly because these people or disability have a strong sense of inferiority. They feel weak as it is due to the negative influencing, just as the demoralization and, as you mentioned, the bullying. They won't want to talk about it because it'll make them feel more weaker, expose more weakness to them. Oh, well, that's terrible, but I believe that's true. How about you, Debbie? What do you think? Well, I think, like David, um, I think they have poor self-esteem, which is only added on when someone bullies, but they're afraid, and they, they want to be part, they want to be accepted, so they're caught in this no-man zone for a while of, what, of how to handle it, because they're afraid it will make it only worse. Yes, and I also think that sometimes these students are afraid of retaliation. You know, they're afraid if they say so-and-so was bullying me that, you know, it could be worse what that person does to them. Um, But I wanted to ask you, Debbie, what can and what do you think a person, a student, should do if they're bullied? Well, as we talked uh, with with you guiding us, Joyce, and I really appreciate that, uh, allowing the students to talk. You heard them say that, you know, what they we need to do is they need to support. We all need to support people. If you see someone being bullied, someone needs to tell somebody. The person being bullied needs to be able to know that there are people out there who care and that there are there is support and you gave the students some information about some websites or that have uh, occurred where they support these students who are feeling 
are being bullied and feel like they have no one to turn to. And that's, that's very important. They also need to go to an adult, very importantly, that they trust. They need to go to an adult in the school and hopefully a parent or some guardian that they have and be able to tell them, if we don't stand up and discuss this, it's never going to go away. Bullies thrive on that. Um, but if you allow people to help you and you can um, have the support system that you need as the victim, I think that we will, you know, you will get through it and the bully is the one who's going to be the one who's suffering. It won't be you anymore. But it's very difficult. It sounds easy when I say it like that. We all know how difficult that is. But I agree that you should tell someone. I, I think that is so important. Let me ask you this, David. Why do you think people like to bully people with disabilities? What, what pleasure would they get out of that? Well, the thing is the bullies themselves have a sense of insecurity. And just like those who have disabilities, they want to fit in. But since the bullies don't have a disability of some sort, they will feel like you know, everything about them is perfect and is flawless, and they can feel that they can bully or pick on those that have imperfections, more imperfections than they do. Yeah, except what they don't understand is that people with disabilities, we don't have imperfections, we just have a disability. But I agree with you that they also are insecure, and that's why they do this. And, David, how prevalent would you say this is in the schools? How much bullying do you think goes on? Well, I'd say this bullying is going on every day in school, maybe three or four times daily in school. And oh, that's terrible. Yeah, and it's rarely stopped because you know, people, they don't want to get involved in it, or the person who's getting bullied has a strong sense of doubt about themselves, and they feel as though, like Mr. Scott said, they feel as that it was going to keep happening, or if they do tell, it's going to get a lot worse. Yeah. Um, Debbie, is there a way that a student can anonymously go somewhere, uh, put information in about being bullied or someone that bullies people? Um, well, there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of times where uh, students all have the opportunity to see a guidance counselor, um, someone in the wellness center. We have social workers or a teacher. Uh, the teachers and the staff, we're professional. We do not share information. And bullies don't know if you're going in to get extra help or if you're whatever. You know, they're not usually stalkers. <laughs> they have, they're too busy bullying, so, you know, they're doing other things. I think, I, I mean, I have heard in other schools, and I, I do like the approach of that there's like a fishbowl or a jar, and you can put a slip of paper in when you feel comfortable uh, to ask for someone to get in touch with you. I've heard that type of thing. Um, you can call the teacher cause you, or you could um, email the teacher and let them know that you want to make an appointment to talk about something. So there, there are definite ways, and there's a group, student organizations, too, that would help. There are a lot of, on each campus, they're called different things, but you find the, you find the good people 
and you see if you can, um, if they can help you. But every teacher, principal, and you know who else are wonderful in our, I know in our school district, are people who uh, are in our maintenance and they're around. You know, they really care about the kids. It doesn't matter who you tell. It's just telling an adult. And then that adult will help you navigate the, uh, the system. You know, Debbie, something they have done at some of the schools in Pennsylvania is they have, similar to what you were talking about, it's called a bully box. They have these boxes throughout the school district where you can put a little note in there anonymously, maybe saying, check out, uh, lunchtime, look for this person, they make fun of people. You know, I think that seems like a good idea. I do, too. I, I like that idea. Yeah, that's what it's called, the bully box. Maybe we can, you know, look into that. That way the person can do it, and it is anonymous. You know what I mean? Right. Um, David, what do you think about that? I think the bully box is an extremely wonderful idea. You can have that feeling, or if you're not the one being bullied, or if you see someone being bullied, you can help them out and have little involvement. So it sort of, like, benefits you and benefits the victim at the same time. Right. And that's a very good point, David, because that way, see, why I think that's good, Debbie, is the person doesn't want to be viewed as the snitch. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And so what they can do is have something printed out from their computer. They don't even have to write it, um, and, and they can put it in there. Or they can have someone else at their family write it if they're afraid of their handwriting, don't have to sign it, is completely anonymous. <clears throat> but this is good for places where maybe there's someone, like in my one class, what I heard is that when the teachers weren't around, that what they didn't know is that at this one time when the life skills uh, students with disabilities were in the uh, lunch area that they were being terribly bullied, but if the teachers knew that, they would know how to sort of, you know, coyly be on the watch. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, Yeah, so maybe we could check into that. Well, any ideas any of you have listening to the show, it's voiceamerica.com or benderconsult.com. We are all in this together, so we are happy to hear any of your ideas because, believe me, I'm on a crusade to stop bullying these high school students with disabilities who, by the way, are being bullied more than any other group. Right now, we're going to go to break, and then we'll be right back with Debbie Scott and David Scott. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Do you know what a brat is? No, we're not talking about that kind of brat. Brat stands for British Regimental Attached Traveler. It was adopted by American culture after World War II when American military began long-term assignments at U.S. military installations worldwide. 
Learn about the Brat Culture, the Lost Tribe, by tuning in to BratCon Radio with host Dennis Campbell and associate producer and co-host Jerry Glass. There are almost 8 million living brats. Hear from them and from guests who studied or examined them. Tune in Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, we're talking to Debbie Scott, District School to Work Transition Coordinator for the Newcastle County Votech School District, and David Scott, who is a high school student with a disability who graduated from the Bender Leadership Academy. Uh, and speaking about that Bender Leadership Academy, Debbie, maybe you can talk to our viewers about the transformation you see from first class to graduation with these students. Well, it, I w- we really should tape it. Joyce, because it is amazing, because you can visibly read the body language of the students on the first session. They come in, they're very nervous. Uh, the first thing I notice is they try to disappear in their seats, like, you know, they're not there. They're afraid to be called on, and, you know, they come in with an assignment, which I love. You raise the bar, and there's that expectation to give a three-minute speech on the the first time about what makes a great employee. Now, some come in thinking, you know, they they could just make something up, and others, when they get up there, just freeze because they've never had to speak in front of anybody before, or they speak real soft. Others talk so fast that you can hardly understand them, and they've taken only a minute, and they had practice for three. Um, it's and then the funniest part is when you ask for volunteers to do these speeches, it's like you were asking someone to walk the deck. You know, nobody volunteers. They sink as low as they can in those seats, and um, they just, you can tell they're very, very unsure about themselves. And I would say that self-esteem, the self-advocacy is just so lacking usually on that first session. Now, they, they've attended, after they've attended four sessions and they've gone through the sessions on initiative and independence, teamwork, attitude, 
uh, ethics, uh, business ethics, that last session, you come in and you ask, who wants to do their speech on how you'll develop good work habits? Every single student raises their hand. Everyone's sitting tall in their seats. Everyone is has this positive um, feeling about themselves. It's, it's just amazing. It is an amazing transformation that I cannot believe. And I do swear you must have, you have magical powers. Oh. You take this class that could not, did not want to talk to a class that can't wait. And when we talk about talking, it's not just going up and doing something. They do it. And it's quality. And it's just amazing. You know, why I asked Debbie to talk about this is, let me tell you what it is about this class. No pity. No pity. If the student doesn't have that first speech ready, I tell them. Because remember, we're trying to emulate the world of work. And as you well know, if you don't do your assignment right at the job, you're going to lose the job. So we have high standards. Uh, you could say that I'm on the tough side with the students, especially at the first class. But here's what's remarkable. In all these years... Never once have I had a student come up to me and say, how dare you be so tough, I'm really angry about this, and I'm going to tell you why I think that is. It's because we're raising the bar, we're not lowering the bar. How about you, David, what do you think? I think it's wonderful what you did for the students, because now you, not many people will believe that Bob was once a very shy child. And now after I've been in classes, I'm not afraid to speak out. Well, I'm not hard to believe that. You're so good. That is hard to believe. But let me ask you this, David. You know that I'm uh, strict about do your homework assignment or if the person's falling asleep in class, I ask them, are you tired? Or if they're talking or laughing, I ask them what the problem is because I take this seriously. Why do you think, David, the students never give me a hard time about that? Why do you think that is? It's because we understand what you're coming from. We understand the significance of paying attention and hard work. Because if he didn't understand it, none of us would have graduated. Yeah. We graduated. Yeah. Hmm? How about you, Debbie? Why do you think that is? I mean, and you've been at all the class, yes, all these, so you know what I mean about how, how I am, even about the way the person's dressed. You know how I am about that. It's what I would say that um, every adult should do, and this is what you do, and you set high expectations, and that is key. You have the expectation. You are a role model. You don't just talk the talk. You walk the walk. You're consistent. You don't show favoritism. You don't change your mind because, and when I say consistent, I hope your viewers know that that you're like the postman. No matter what the weather is, you get there. And I know your schedule, and I know this year we have had horrible weather, and you have always been there for the kids. That is so important for some of our students They've never had any consistency, and that is 
remarkable, and I think that is where you get their respect. And the other thing that you do, which I think adults lack the ability to do, is you listen, and you're willing to listen. And that's they want to be heard. And you they, yeah, that. they do, and that's why I'm talking about this on the air. Is the point I want to get across? These young people, they do not want to be pitied. They do not want you to treat them inferior. They do not want you to say, oh, you won't be able to do this. Oh, remember, you have this problem. Don't do it. Don't make them feel that because of a disability that they are inferior in any way. And don't talk to them with this baby talk. You know, they're adults. They don't need you using this talk as if they're three years old. I'm trying to tell you, when you raise the bar and you have no pity, you will only gain respect and success because these young people are phenomenal. They have so much talent. If someone would just allow them to express that, they really, really have that talent. They do. And, David, you're an example of that. I mean, you really pushed yourself. You did a great job uh, as the keynote speaker. I have to ask you, what gave you the courage? You know how you said earlier you pushed yourself? What, what yeah. gave you the courage to do all that? Well, what gave me the courage was the feeling to be an angel, to be the voice for those who couldn't speak for themselves. I wanted to be the person to let everyone know that you're not alone in this. Don't be afraid to speak out. Don't be afraid to share your problems with everyone else. You might never know who would stand beside you in your fight. That's right. Yes, that is so true. But, you know, David, you didn't seem nervous at all. No, I wasn't nervous because I was ready to speak what I wanted to speak. I was ready to share my thoughts. All those words I spoke during the graduation were all words from the heart. Yes, and what did you think about that speech, Debbie? I thought it was excellent, and David is absolutely right when he said uh, he took what you had taught the students, and what he did was he processed, processed, processed it through his own words, and it came out as being what he really believes and what he hopes that every student who was there walked away with because he believes in um, high expectations. He believes that every student can be successful, and he's very passionate about that. And, David, you're a senior? Yes, um, just on the brink of graduation. Oh, well, congratulations to you. Thank you. Now, what do you plan on doing, David? Well, after graduation, I plan to have fun, hopefully work with you over the summer, and then by the time fall comes, hopefully I get into college. Now, see what I mean about him? What a great attitude he has. And if you're listening to the show, let me tell you what, David Scott, he is awesome. He's in Delaware, and he is an awesome young man. And, Debbie, I want to tell both you and David, as you know, One of the great leaders at CSC is their new chief human capital officer, that's what I call her, Denise Peppard. And Ms. Peppard specifically came to that graduation. And I just want to tell you, she was so impressed. 
she has talked about that graduation nonstop and how impressed she was with the students, how prepared they were, and how they could teach a few lessons to adult employees. Well, I agree with her, and I was so impressed that someone of her, um, with her title and all her work responsibilities, now see, that's a leader. She found time to come and talk to the youth because they are the future. And it's amazing to me if someone as busy as her can find that time uh, and what a presence she made at that graduation. And those students will never forget that. That's something that they'll remember the rest of their lives. Yeah, I, that's I just right. can't thank her enough because she really, that made a difference. Well, she is awesome, and I'm going to tell you, she was at the whole part. She was at the first part of the class and the graduation, and uh, as you said, that is the mark of a true leader, a person who cares about all levels, all ages. That is a true leader. Um, and CSC, Leanne Thomas, which she's done to coordinate all of this, is absolutely phenomenal. The Jeannie Mall, another executive, comes to every session. That is phenomenal. Um, and my hat's off to them for their commitment to the Bender Leadership Academy. But it's time to go to break, and then we'll be right back to close the show with Debbie Scott and David Scott in Delaware Bender Leadership Academy. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Get your weekly wake-up call for the oblivious. Tune in every week for Rant and Rave Radio with your hosts, Nathan Jetstream Jet and Mike Hardcore Elmore. Nothing is off our table. In fact, there's more on it than we care to talk about. It's a common-sense perspective on the people and happenings going on around us every single day. Leave it to Mike and Nathan to educate you on politics and society. Tune in to Rant and Rave Radio every Thursday night at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Can you imagine a technology that takes human consciousness to the next level? One that reveals a new understanding of what is valuable and possible in the abundant support of life? The truth is, we already have that technology. We simply need to awaken to it and become the value it creates. For more about this, please tune in to Awakening Value, Shamanic Technologies of Consciousness and Success with host Marty Spiegelman. Awakening Value is live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. 
The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. Hey, if you just joined us, what a great show this is. And if you know of a parent of a child with a disability, tell them about this show. If you know of businesses in Delaware, tell them about this show. This, of course, is archived, as all my shows have been, for the past eight years at voiceamerica.com and benderconsult.com. You can get the show. You can link that to your site. You can do whatever. Spread the news. Spread the news. Uh, Debbie, when you are talking to parents, teachers, counselor and counselors, and friends, what will you remind them of from that class? Um, I'll remind them the standards that you teach us, which are, number one, set the expectations high. If you don't, then you're, you're already, um, you're, you're not allowing them to be successful. They must have high expectations. Like you, be a role model. Be consistent. Listen to them. Provide as many work-related opportunities as you can. Help them develop a path to their hopes, their dreams, and their goals by giving them some just um, objectives that they can meet in uh, a shorter timeline so it's not overwhelming. Help them understand their disability, that it's not something that is going to hold them back. It's something they just need to understand because they need to understand their strengths and what um, their interests. They need to understand that they have to be patient sometimes because life is full of curves. But most importantly, they need to understand that they have a voice, and their voice is the most important voice as they become young adults. They need to speak up. They need to understand their rights. Oh, what good advice that is. And by the way, if you're ever looking for a great teacher transitional coordinator to speak at a conference, it's Debbie Scott. Get in touch with Debbie Scott. I would highly recommend her. She is phenomenal. Um, And, David, you must have had someone who influenced your life for you to be such a wonderful young man. So uh, who has been your role model? Oh, the person who's been a role model in my life was my uncle, Dennis Darnell Scott. He's a very phenomenal gentleman, a great uncle, a great father, and a great husband. Ever since I was little, he's been there to help teach me ways to to understand life, to look for more opportunities. As a matter of fact, he was the very first person to help me step outside my comfort zone, to help me explore new things in a new world, in a new way. Wow. That is a great compliment to him. I'm sure that he is impressed hearing that. And see, look what you can do. Look at the impact you can have, which is unbelievable. Well, Debbie, you have accomplished so many things in your life. 
Um, I don't know where you're going to start, but the last two questions I have asked every guest on the show for the past eight years, uh, and it's a tough one, but Debbie, uh, what would you say has been your greatest accomplishment? I think the one that I would consider my greatest accomplishment that would help has helped most students, more students, not only in my district but others, is um, develop helping. Well, I developed. Um, I mean, it wasn't my idea. I took it off of uh, community of practice and best practices student-led IEPs. But our district, like many districts. Um, in the mid-1990s, when you went to an IEP meeting, the student would usually be there with his head down, and everybody would be talking, but not the student. So I developed a script in the beginning to help the student come alive and be part of that meeting. And I can really rejoicingly say that when you go to IEP meetings, you see students now. And the students are actively involved, their voice is being heard, because after all, it is their life. They are the ones who should be telling us what they want so that we can help them. So I think of all the things, that would be the one that I would, I would remember the most. But an accomplishment that happens every day is any time that I feel or I see a student accomplish what they have set forth to do. There's no money. There's nothing that can take away that wonderful sense of joy for that student. And, and that's wonderful because they work so hard. Uh, people with disabilities are the hardest working people that you will find. They are dedicated to proving that they are excellent workers, and uh, I can't say enough about uh, utilizing their skills in the workforce. You will have a wonderful employee because they are dedicated to that. And I agree with you that you can put no, no price tag on seeing these students accomplish so much. Really, you can't. I mean, it's just, it is phenomenal. That's all I can say. It's phenomenal. How about you, David? What would you say is your greatest accomplishment? Well, my accomplishment, I've only been here for almost 18 years, and I feel I've accomplished a lot more than I ever thought I could. I'm now Delaware's new bowling state champion. I've won tournaments. I'm also looking to Going to some karate classes this summer. Wow. Yes. And don't forget, you were the keynote speaker. Oh, yes. If I say that, also, I'm looking forward to graduation from my high school and to step out into the real world. Well, you know what? To me, I would say it's a great accomplishment for young people today graduating from high school because, sadly, so many so many students are not. And I don't know, uh, in Delaware, Debbie, do you know what percentage of high school students with, um, are graduating? We have one of the lower percentages of dropouts, and in our district we have a very low, very low instance of dropout. But it doesn't matter if it's low or if it's high. Any student that we 
we miss and who drops out, that hurts, and that's a sin, and we need to work on that. You always need to work on that. Every student should be able to uh, gain what they need to gain in a high school. Wow, I agree there with that. I agree. And so, Debbie, um, and then David. We'll start with you, David. If you had a message that you could leave with our listeners today, what would that be? Well, for the listeners out there, for those who have a disability just like me, you, I just wanted to let them know that just speak out. Don't be afraid to talk to someone Talk to someone you trust or those who can be there for you. The disability is not a disadvantage. It's not a punishment. It's something that you can work with. As a matter of fact, it's astonishing that those with disabilities work twice as hard as those who don't. That's right. I agree with you. And and you should not judge them, and you should not give up on them. You should embrace them. That's what I have to say. You should embrace them. How about you, Debbie? What would be your message? Well, I would go back to set the bar up high, set those expectations up high, know your strengths, know where you need some help, pursue your interests. Don't forget music and art and those wonderful things in life. And never, ever give up on your dreams. That is so true. Uh, One thing I want to say, Debbie, that you just brought up that I want to mention is that, as she said about art uh, and, and culinary, you know, being a chef, there are many, many other things you can pursue. Don't forget that. Many avenues. And in this class, And in many classes, we talk about learning disabilities, which I always tell people that just means you learn differently. And at the end of every show, we have a quote from either a person with a disability or from a civil rights leader. And today, our quote is from a person with a learning disability, and that person was Albert Einstein, who said, Do not worry about your problems with mathematics. I assure you, mine are far greater. That means don't judge people. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.